Thank you for joining Sumter Chapel's weekly podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and speaks life to your spirit. As always, we pray that this podcast will further God's kingdom by seeing one more made new. Now, let's get started with today's message. Many today struggle with mindsets that are scarcity mindsets or defeatist attitudes today, right? So we see this all over the place. Even when we're surrounded by abundance and the evidence of overcoming the difficulty that is all around us, we as humans typically still buy into these lies that there isn't enough or that it will never work out. But the truth is that God has more. Say that with me. God has more. Most in our world, though, balk at a true faith. A faith in a God who is a creator and creates. A faith in a God who reigns. A faith in a God who we can't even really explain. Instead, people put trust in themselves or belief in humanity in general, only to discover that time and time again, the results prove the same. That without the supernatural... Division and dysfunction and delusion still remain. When we finally come to the end of ourselves, our perceptions, our preferences, our intellect, and even our inventions, all humanity discovers that they need true faith. And not just any faith, but a faith in a Savior, a God who became man so that the spiritual might inhabit the natural. A faith that leads people to actually believe that God has more. Say that. God has more. This truth is not made up, but it can be read in the letter that God wrote through Paul to the believers in Ephesus. Listen to his prayer for them and also God's prayer for us. This is verse 14 through 21 in Ephesians 3. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus, through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. What we find here is not just any prayer, but a description of more. It's the description of a God with unlimited resources to empower his people. 
a God who is a deep well of love that can never run dry, a God who plans and desires to work in and through us to do much more than we could even imagine. So why would we who say we have faith not declare, in spite of our circumstances or the state of our world around us, that God has more? Say that again with me. God has more. While our culture teaches us to be comfort seekers, I found that, that comfort seeking never leads to the more that God has for me. It's also this comfort seeking that keeps our culture from finding the resolutions to the divisions that, that we experience, especially race. I've discovered that very little um, the, uh, sorry, I discovered that the very title of this series, We Are In Mosaic, that this very title is the more God has for me and for you and for his people. The experience of a beautiful picture of what he designed us to be. I found that what I lack, you provide. That what one culture succeeds at displaying about God is something that my culture needs more of. That through faith in a creator God, as evidenced in Jesus and his life, and as empowered in us through the Holy Spirit, that this faith and through this faith we can actually become the beautiful picture, the mosaic he designed us to be. The question is, do you believe that God has more? Say that again. God has more. Do you believe that as we declare this, this morning, this truth from the Word, this truth of God shared through Paul to the Christians in Ephesus, this truth that God is implanting in us through His Word, do you believe that it's true and thus will determine your actions. Will you step out of your comfort zone, even leaving the social culture that you were raised in, in order to be like Jesus, someone who seeks out others in order to see divisions overcome? You'll do that if you believe that God has more. Will you lay down your preferences, and expectations of how you think things should go in order to let God truly lead you by faith and trust in his goodness. You may, if you believe that God has more. Will you acknowledge not just your need for a Savior, but your need to get a full picture of who God is by surrounding yourself with the diverse expressions of his people? even when they take some getting used to. You'll find yourself doing that if you believe God has more. Will you lay down your own pride by being fully transparent about your own sins and needs with a handful of other believers surrounding you who come alongside you to challenge you to be more like Jesus? You will even do that if you start to believe that God has more? And will you give up your need to be right 
and have others serve you in order to sacrifice and give for God's kingdom, putting others first. You will find yourself doing that and living that out as you become confident that God has more. Say that again with me. God has more. This prayer that Paul shares is powerful because he believes what God is doing through Jesus Christ in the believers of his day. And God still believes that for us today. He's writing to a group that was experiencing extreme division in their culture. That was experiencing hatred and hate-filled actions across division in the Roman world of their day. He was writing to a group of Jews and Gentiles that had experienced the presence of God in a way that they didn't expect, that went beyond their expectations, and then it began to force them together in interactions they weren't used to. And it happened because God had more for them than just what the culture in the world had to offer them, the normal way of life, quote-unquote, that the world was teaching them to live. God had more, and he still has more for his people today. He still has more for us as we learn to live beyond ourselves, as we learn to live outside of the culture we were raised in, outside of the environment we've become comfortable with, and we learn to embrace different aspects of people's lives that may be different from how we've experienced life. And yet when God does this, when he brings people together, when he creates unity where there was division, when he overcomes misperceptions and misunderstandings, when conflict is actually handled and worked through in a healthy way, and there becomes a group of people that love each other, not because of commonalities, but actually love each other because of their diversities, then God gets to display the fullness of his love to the world by how he created us not just to live the life this world expects us to live, but to live the more that God has for us. Because the truth of God's word from cover to cover and the truth of this prayer that Paul is praying over these people is that God has more. Say that again. God has more. As we respond to this truth in our lives this morning, the band's going to come back up and we're going to sing a couple more songs, but... But don't let just the singing be a way that you respond. You may need to spend time in prayer right where you're at. You may need to come forward and pray by writing a prayer out and sticking into the prayer wall. We do have kneeling pads along each side of the stage. If you feel like you want to kneel in prayer, um, that's always available. Or if you want to pray with someone else, just grab a chair or go back there and pray with someone else. But however you feel the need, the drawing to respond this morning, I encourage you to respond, whether it's just in your heart, by yourself, or through an action displayed for other people and for God himself. One way we've been responding each week is with our name tags, and, and if you've already done it, you can do it again. Like The point is we're going to fill this poster board up, but there's a poster board on the table up here um, that says Mosaic, and we're just placing our name tags, which are colorful and have our names, and it will create this display of a mosaic of us that God is forming us in. The reality is that even when the world 
thinks we are the same, we're not. Perceptively, we, we start to judge people as if they're in the same category as us or they're not, in all different kinds of ways. But we know that that's not true. We know that it's not true, that, that even if someone comes to the same race that I come from, their life experience could be vastly different from me. Even if someone's in the same social class as I am in, their experience of their family could have been vastly different from mine. And God weaves our stories together with the story that he's been writing since the beginning of time. The story of a created people, of a people where he takes us with his very hands and molds us and shapes us into who he designed us to be. Right? He did this with the first lump of clay he formed into Adam. He's still doing it today in our lives. And so I encourage you to think about in your own life during this time how God is calling you to more, to more transparency with those who you need to be transparent with, those closest to you. Or maybe you don't have anyone at all in your life that you're transparent with about who you really are and about how, how much longing you have to be more like Jesus. Then, then let's talk about that. Let's figure that out. Let's find out how you can surround yourself with those that will be pushing you to be like Christ. Maybe he's calling you to more in how you're interacting with others, that you're just business-like in how you interact with those around you in the world, that you're not seeing them as people but just transactions, and we all can find ourselves doing that. And yet God's calling you to interact with them even deeper, to get to know them as people, to ask them about their story and their faith and where they find themselves in life. Maybe God's calling you to more in a commitment level, in just a, all right, God, I know you're wanting more from me in my time with you, and I need to stop making the excuse of being so busy. I need to stop making myself so busy, and I need to start setting aside more time for you and for your people. Whatever it is, wherever you find yourself being drawn to God calling you to the more he has for you this morning, as we respond in song and in prayer and however else you feel led to respond, I encourage you to give in to that. So let's stand and sing or sit and sing or go to the prayer wall if you need to. And let's praise God this morning.